Hey there, you snickerdoodles. Kevin Goatee, Gutting the Sacred Cow. How's it going? Thanks again for listening to now episode 13 with Joe Fernandez, the sixth sense he's going to talk about. Before we get to that, two things real fast. Actually, three. I lied. One, we're still looking for interns. If you uh, are A, a social media guru, or B, someone who can get sponsorships, please DM us or email at guttingthesacredcow at hotmail.com. Number two, Please continue to write us those wonderful, wonderful, wonderful iTunes or whatever platform you're on, five-star ratings and just a two or three-sentence review. That's all we're asking, nothing too crazy. And three, if you're looking to uh, advertise a, a product or service you may offer, again, DM us or guttingthesacredcal at hotmail.com. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy the episode. Gather Fraulein, gutting the sacred cow is back with another popular run. Hey, let's uh, let's take a bow, Kevin. Is Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov to you, sir. One thousand downloads. Wow. Plus, plus, in a very short, I would say, twelve episode run is is not bad. No, I'm I've been bragging about it to everybody. Nobody's I, impressed, but I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, that's pretty good. Like when I did sportsbook box office with Jeff Paul. Shit, I don't think we had five hundred combined. It's a degenerate thing to do. This is entertainment. I was making people money. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not evergreen. <laughs> it is an evergreen. <laughs> hey, everyone. We're back here. Joe Fernandez is our guest. Uh, Joe Fernandez, local comic uh, and all around good fellow, I would say. Joe Fernandez decides to come in and talk about the Sixth Sense. Ugh. 1999. Sixth Sense. Uh, Kevin Israel. I rewatched it. I did, too. Uh, Before- I... Before we get to the opinions, though, but go ahead. Do you have an opening statement you like to usually make? Yeah, you know what? It's it's fun. It, no, you know what? Let's let's okay. Let's go through it, and then I'll, okay. I'll come back in. Fair, fair yeah. point. So much wrong with this movie. <laughs> well, that's why you're here. Yes. <laughs> Do people agree with you? I can tell you this: it made a lot of money, six hundred seventy-two million dollars in nineteen ninety-nine, uh, which is seven billion dollars in one point oh three billion in today's money. I do the I do the uh, wow. Google conversion here. Okay, you ready for some stats? Eight point one on IMDb. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score was for the critics? Oh, uh, I bet it was like an eighty-seven. If this is Price is Right rules, you're over, but just by one point. Oh, really? 86 for the critics, 90% Joe Fernandez for the audience. Do you agree with that? No, you do not. That's why you're here. Uh, the Sixth Sense has won such prestigious awards as an MTV Movie Award and a Teen Choice Award. But it was nominated for 11 Academy Awards. It yes. was? Yeah. Yes. It didn't win any of them. Good. I'm waiting to see if this film is going to draw the ire, like, Monica Vita got for doing Rocky. No, I had somebody text me. I had a few people going, "Are you kidding me?" They, they said things that I don't want to repeat. Well, they, she's, no, no, no. She's a can, very sweet lady. Well, you can just leave the harshness out. But what, what were the gist of it? What the bleep is wrong with that dumb bleep? Okay, you can. Re- uh, thank you for beeping out the racial slurs. Uh, 
my wife, we rewatched Rocky, and, she, and my wife loves Rocky. She loves, she knows Rocky as well as I know Star Wars. And she goes after we rewatched Rocky. She goes, "Good fucking luck, Monica." All right. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- by the way, I don't think this movie is going to draw the same kind. of I think people like this movie a lot, but I don't think people are passionate about. Well, it. Well, you're going to hear our thoughts. Quotes is our next section. If you like to talk about any famous quotes in this one, just one. I see dead people. I mean, that was the, that was the big one, and that was the only one. Did you have any quotes that you had picked up on your rewatch? The, the, well, I mean, it's nothing I would quote, but the, the scene that I like that is is quotable to me is when they're in the car, and she's like, "How do you know about the accident?" And he's like, "Cause she's standing right outside your window." Yeah, that was that that I, as when that was coming up, I like said it beforehand. Okay, Joe, any quotes jump out at you at this film? No. Besides, turn this fucking thing off already? No. no. Okay. I just remember my first reaction in the theater. Five <laughs> fun facts. The guy bought the script for The Sixth Sense for $2.75 million, was fired because he did not consult with his bosses prior to this purchase Disney. of the script. Yeah. Disney. Uh, who do you – well, you're not going to guess this. I was going to say let's, let's guess. But Michael Sarah auditioned for the role – of the kid of Haley Joel Osment, who, by the way, was the third choice. Some unknown guy dropped out. HJM, as we're going to call him, was the third choice. Donnie Wahlberg lost 43 pounds to play Vincent Gray. I had no idea. I saw the credit go, oh, Donnie Wahlberg. And then I forgot yeah, about it yeah. and certainly did not pick up that, that he was the, the nutcase in the first well, five once minutes. Once you know it's him and you look at him, you go, oh, yeah. Number four, Bruce Willis signed to do a three-picture deal with Disney. This was the first. Armageddon was the second. And the kid was the third. The kid? Exactly. <laughs> was that made? Yeah. It was. Yeah. I think, wasn't it for the kid? The kid. I remember the kid, seeing it, but I... I it. saw the posters for it. I saw the advertisements. Wasn't it the kid uh, from two, uh, um, two and a Half Men for some reason? Does that stand out? You know, if we had an intern, we could look this shit up. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, hey, you speaking are. of which. <laughs> and if you are listening to this podcast, well, thank you very much for doing so. But we are looking for interns. Specifically, one, social media gurus, and two, those who can procure sponsorships and then maybe we can throw a couple bucks your way. And if you're looking to advertise on Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast, please DM us or just email us at guttingthesacredcow uh, at hotmail.com. I remember the kid. Okay. And was- who is the kid? Is, was I right? Was it, the, was it that two and a half men kid? It's... uh. Spencer Breslin, yeah. Nope. Yes. No, it's not. That's not his name. Oh, no, but Angus so and so. This is... kid was in other stuff. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't two and a half minutes. No, no, okay. no, no. no. All right. All right. The thumbnail looked like it might have been him. Uh, Marissa Tomei was originally supposed to play the role of Tony Collette. Uh, the Tony Collette I could see that. I could and Tony Collette was also a bit disappointed when she got this because she was holding out, and I think she did get Bringing Out the Dead, this Martin Scorsese film about, about mm. ambulance drivers. Saw that, not impressed. Me okay. neither. Okay. I didn't see it. Not good. Notes. Here are my notes. Three of the four on Mount Rushmore for the worst age child actors. Uh, Haley Joel Osment, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, and Edward Furlong. Three of the four. You guys can give me a fourth one if you I wish. actually said to my wife while we were watching this, don't have a cute kid because you're going to end up looking like an adult oh, Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> it's funny because if you remember, there was a film called The Good Son, Macaulay Culkin, and, oh, God damn it, um, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood's held up quite nicely. Child star. Yeah. He was the same film. So did Harry Potter. Okay, fair point. But the, the, but those three are like the the, tr- the holy trinity of woof. Haley Joel Osment looks like when you look at a kid and you're like, oh, I wonder what he's going to grow into. And he didn't. He just kept his face and it just got older. He looks like a <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing, nothing aged on him. He looks like a greeter from Walmart now. <laughs> Let me agree on that. Yeah. Okay. 
By the way, everyone loves Macaulay Culkin, but no one gives two shits about the kid from Problem Child. Let's point that out as well. The ginger. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll let that sink in. I hated as that I take a beer. You hated that one? I hated that movie. Uh, I liked Gilbert Gottfried as a principal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. This film, note number two. This film, in my opinion, well, everything is my opinion. I'm reading it, goddammit. Ding! Bell me for that one. This film has little or zero rewatchability. This is a one-night stand. I called the ending of this in the theater, by the way. I sat next to my friend Jason Catalano and said, he's dead. He's not talking to anyone directly. Notice that? No one? Uh, you want me to pat yourself on the back? Or you no, gonna, no, you no, it? I won't. You got it? Uh, the plot and character development are not worth the payoff, which is the entire fucking film is this payoff, in my opinion. Next. The mom who poisoned the kid. If the kid goes as far to videotape it, why not fucking tell I someone this, she's poisoning someone I said the same thing. instead of Blair witching this shit? <laughs> what little girl is going to watch her film she just made right after? <laughs> like, right. Why'd she leave it running? And, and, yeah. and, and, and the what, show was over. Yeah. At what funeral? Like, and, and, or wake, whatever that was, or post-funeral, whatever you call wake, that. Sure. Uh, this random little kid shows up, who, by the way, was by himself, because Bruce Willis wasn't actually there. So this little kid walks in by himself, goes upstairs, and nobody's like, hey, what are Doesn't you doing? Does he get bullied first? <laughs> they have a little bully scene in there? Oh, wait, before he goes up... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about when he goes to... Vi- the funeral. Oh, the birthday party. Yeah. Oh, the birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he goes upstairs, and then he sees the ghost, and she gives him the box. And then he comes down in the middle of all this. He gives the, this box, and the father at no point says, who, who are, are you? you? Right. He just says, oh, okay. And then in the middle of everything, he watches it? Yeah, guys, guys, guys. Listen, I know my kid just died and all, but we're all going to watch a This looks film. like it could be something. And how does a dad just not slap the living shit out of the mom just for principle? There's, there's zero reaction besides just a, lip quiver, a jaw quivering. Yeah, I, I wanted a little more out of that, too. Yeah. This is by far the funniest moment of this film. And if you guys didn't laugh at this, shame on you. I laughed my balls off when Haley Joel Osment tells the story about why Tony Collette's husband left her. He left her for a toll booth collector. What kind of shitty, lazy <laughs> fuck was Tony Collette in bed or an insufferable bore, late or nag, where the husband leaves her for a woman's j- whose job is to sit in a two-foot-wide box while sucking up carbon monoxide fumes for eight hours a day? What kind of shitty person is Tony Collette? Well, how long have you been married for? Uh, six and a half yeah, years. Yeah, so you can't really talk to <laughs> How long have you been uh, walking the Green Mile, Fernandez? <laughs> no, not actually about the... Six years. There but, you go. We're in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> Those but, are my notes, sir. But Kevin, you triple you? that, you could be like, toll booth collect. <laughs> <laughs> They've got great benefits, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. She's going to die soon, too. I can get on that, on that, on that, on that will because of the, uh, the black lung. Kevin Israel, your notes. For this um, one point my, my, my wife actually made that was a good point, that I don't think any movie ever killed off the main character in the first five minutes. Uh, I disagree. I'd have to do my homework on that, but I'm very, very sure. Yeah, that's how to have happened. Wait, wait, wait. American Beauty. There you go. He's already talking to you. He's dead. He's like, I'm dead, by the way. And he he does a VO, and it tells the story and how he dies. Yeah, I guess. All right. Um, There there was a line that that made me laugh. Uh, When they walk out of the play, Bruce Willis goes, play was good. Better than Cats. And I was like, that's amazing, because the Cats just can't look. It just felt like... Like, they were talking to us right now. Perfect time. Yeah. And um, one of the interesting things that I – because I looked it up at the – because after the movie, I was like – my wife and I actually got into an argument about it. Did Haley Joel Osment's character know that Bruce Willis was dead? 
the yeah. whole time. Oh, yeah. It, no, it's a huge point of debate. I, I think he did. People He's say just he, not being, some, ha, ha, you're some, dead. Some, I, people, some people say he did. Some people say he didn't. Some people say he realized like halfway through the movie. But if you if you if you watch it, there's no because the closure of the movie is at the is towards the end where he goes, I guess you're leaving now. And it's but he never says, you know, I guess you're going on to wherever ghosts go. So it's it was I apparently he left it specifically ambiguous as to whether or not Haley Joel Osment knew there is zero debate in my mind that he knew that he was dead. Joe Fernandez, where you stand on this? Whether he knew he was dead. Yes. I feel he did. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he has. Of course. To. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Any other notes? Uh, I got you in a fight with your, your wife. No. No, no, no. I, look, I, I agree with you. It's, it's definitely a, a one-trick pony. And once you know what the, what the little secret was, it's interesting to watch once you know it just because you get to see all the parts and go, oh, and you do what we're about to do, dismantle the movie going, well, why didn't these people know this and that? But uh, – there definitely isn't a lot of value in watching it again. You're, you know, there's nothing. There's no point where you're like, "Oh my god, this is the best part." Watch this. No, it's only good to watch the shit on it. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I don't think I'm gonna be aligned with with Joe to the extent. I don't think it was. It's it's for me. Unlike Kevin, who's you know just a, a super genius, uh, I <laughs> I did not know. So at the but when when you got to the twist and found out that Bruce Willis was dead, I was like, holy shit! And I walked up being like, that was fucking amazing. Watching it again, obviously not as amazing because you, because because you there's no plot. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Take away the ending because I remember being in the movie with my girlfriend and I'm watching. I'm like, I lean, I go. What the fuck is happening in this movie? Like, what are they even want? They don't even want anything. Like, they're leading to nothing. Like, I don't even know what the then they happened. You're like, oh, good, something happened. Yeah. So, my one of my favorite films, and I believe yours as well, is The Usual Suspects. Yeah, it's very good. The major difference between that film and this film is this film has zero rewatchability. Usual Suspects, I can just that's the I call it the, the remote control test. I have if to I'm, rewatch that. Because I'm I, like, how could it be anybody other than Kevin Spacey? I like, because, I wasn't surprised. No, no, no. For, 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 forget. Oh, the I was. Twi- for, for, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I guess. Forget, forget the twist. The film itself and the characters and oh, the whole great. story the- is flawless. And it, this is what I call my remote control test: is if I'm watching a film, if I'm looking around, I go, "Usual Suspects is on." I throw the remote down. I go, "No need for this for the next hour and forty five minutes." Well, this- that's well. The, the Usual Suspects has a, a like a great characters, great scenes, great moments that yes. you want to rewatch. Yes. Six Sense doesn't really have that. Right. Six Uncut Gems is like modern day Six Sense. I never, I didn't see. Uncut I don't Gems know yet. about. Well, I mean, I well, like because it. it had no no character no character development. I mean, we're not going to talk about that movie, but no character development. There's no fucking. There's no story like this is what this guy wants. Right. There's no. There's no nothing to carry you through. It's just you just randomly watching this guy as a degenerate gambler, and then a surprise happens, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, it's funny because <laughs> one of the discussions my wife and I had while we were watching Sixth Sense was, what is Bruce Willis's motivation here? As knowing he's a ghost, what is his? Why is he doing this? Yeah, who hired him? He's and, dead, right? And so the so the the point is that he let down that one kid who had the same ability as Holly Joel Osment. So whatever powers that may be, forced him to find this kid and help him. To I guess redeem it or for for some, but the fact wow. that you had to like kind of search that out shows that there was a, there was a, a flaw in the movie. What if I told you I completely I don't want to say disagree, but I didn't have that line of thinking. I thought his whole line with coming back was to have closure with the wife. 
No, I th- I think that I think I think him hanging around his wife was what he kind of was was doing on purpose because he thought he was still alive. Right. So that was just he was just trying to do that because his, it was oh. his life. What the powers that be were doing were trying to get him to help this kid because you fucked over that kid who killed himself. So now you have to save this kid. Can whipped, we answer this though? On that one. If he gets shot around Christmas time, and then we revisit it in the fall, so he's been dead almost a year. Has he? I mean, I know marriage. Sometimes you don't talk a lot. But, like, you tell me almost a whole year he's just wandering in this whatever world. Well, like, you know what I mean? There was. I don't know why they had to do that. Like, there just was start a, the shit right away. There was a. There maybe, was a. Maybe just to yank the carpet out from under the, the, the audience to say, oh, okay, this blah, blah, blah shit. I get it. You're nitpicking, which is fine. No, but it's, it's something that makes no sense. It's yeah. like, it's, it's one of those things. Now, a lot of these things I, I didn't get on the first viewing. It's like yeah. after talking with people over the years, I steal, steal something that somebody else said. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, but No, but you're right. But, and I think probably because there, there is a very one little line, one little throwaway line. And I think somebody probably said to him, like, there's, he's got no timeline. Like this guy's living right. this life and he's like, Upstairs, trying to get into the, you know, he's tra- he can't get into his the office. Right and then suddenly he's in the office. Like, did he get it? How did he get? Like, and so at some point he goes, "Yeah, I'm having difficulty with time." He's and he's at at some point in the movie, I can't remember who's saying to. He's like, "Yeah, time's weird lately, or I'm having difficulty with time, or something." It's like a throwaway, and that's supposed to be where you get the idea that, like, as a ghost, he's not living this linear, like. I was upstairs. I walked down the stairs. Now I'm talking to her, and like nobody, he's just living in moments. He's just there yeah. for moments. In the theater, I remember thinking, the one time it was like, who let him in the house when he's sitting there with the mother, and then Haley Joel Osment comes home. The mother didn't let him, so this guy just walks into people's houses. No, I think and sits down with ghost, the mother. Yeah. Right, but I'm saying like he doesn't like the, the logic of their movie's not working because he's not supposed to know he's dead yet. He's being like this total creepo that. Is just entering homes, sitting next to a quiet mother. Not like if you were sitting in a room with someone that wasn't talking to you, wouldn't you be like, "I'm, I'm out of here"? Right. I think that I think the deeper aspect that you, you definitely miss in the movie is that as like a dead person, because he says, you know, dead people don't want to believe they're dead. They they all they keep going through life and they don't they don't know that they're dead or they don't want to believe it. And he just appears in these moments. He obviously he didn't like walk in or like walk through a wall like a cartoon ghost. Like he just appeared there and he. And in his mind, he's like, oh, this is a patient of mine, so now I have to help this person. Like, he's kind of filling in the story to make sense of this existence that he's living in because he doesn't know he's dead. Right. So it's – but you're never going to – you're not going to get that with because – the, because the gag was that he didn't know he was dead and neither did we, we never were able to get any explanation for that. We just had to re- kind of ride along with him in this awkward life that he was sort of living because we were never able to say – had had it started out and been like, had it been like um, American Dream, American American Beauty, American Beauty, where it started off and he was like, "I'm dead now," we would have been able to get either his narration or through it, like, why is he to appear in these and why doesn't anybody notice him and why and wh- like why is he why did he accept all of that? Yeah, but right. I just think that they didn't stick with the logic they set up of their own movie, which was annoying. Yeah, I it's agree. like dead people make the room cold. He never did. Next section, critics' five-star reviews. Ready? One of Hollywood's most accomplished genre films in the last 20 years. 
<laughs> it's more than just a killer trick. The Sixth Sense holds up because Bruce Willis's mournful performance, mournful, these fucking English with degree majors, mournful performance as Dr. Malcolm Crow is fantastic. Anyone wanting a truly good scare mixed with the sort of heartfelt character investment that makes the plot more enthralling will never be disappointed with The Sixth Sense. Wrong. People with common sense are. Like The Exorcist, this isn't really a gore-spattered shocker, more a slow-burning subconscious botherer. Bothering, yes. Yeah. Bothering me for 20 years. This botherer. The bothering. The, the bothering of the writing of these people. They, again, they have to prove that they know more. They've used, this, used a thesaurus. That's what bothers me about these fucking critics. Critic one-star reviews. Another quote could have been film. Almost as almost successful compromise. An intelligent flick done by its misplaced and worn-out star. Worn-out star, Bruce Willis. He was great. Especially at that time. Pulp Fiction revitalized him and Travolta. Because he had Hudson Hawk and a string of bad films in the early 90s. Die Hard 3 didn't come out until 95. That brought him back. Well, Pulp Fiction, then not in Die Hard 3. And he was back again, right? Fucking worn The acting was the best part of this movie. Right. <laughs> Build as a... Chilling psychological thriller. This movie is actually none of these things. Right. No better than dime store. No better than any dime store thriller collecting dust over at Blockbuster. This film was obviously written before 2005. It might have taken some kind of extrasensory perception to explain what fills the sixth sense as 114 minutes because I certainly can't explain it. In my favorite review, Plana and Plana and sus sequencias durante la mejor parte del tiempo. My favorite review. People five-star reviews. Suffice to say, how often has there been a film that is morally and spiritually thought-provoking, moderately chilling is spots. I read everyone's bad grammar, by the way, misspellings. <laughs> and a real feel-good tearjerker all at the same time. I can't think of a single one. Go watch it! Incidentally, Willis takes a timeout from his usual cocky persona. Someone was not a fan of Seagram's wine coolers, were they? And to turn in a great insensitive performance, where this is a tearjerker, I don't know that there's any tear-jerking moments. That is my next point. I just wrote that down. Who's crying in this film? There's no one getting sad. Are you getting sad when he announces I'm dead? Again, the moment in the car where he says the whole thing about the grandmother, that was a little – that kind of got me a little bit. But there was definitely no – like even at the end, I wasn't wasn't like, oh, my – like I mean I was surprised by the ending, but I wasn't beat up. One other thing I want to back for just a hot second because I'll forget it. When the bully or the, the, the kid doesn't like him, they walk out to go to school together, and he goes, hey, how was that? Pretty good, right? And they just leave. Like, why is the kid who doesn't like him walking the class without any kind of reparations or something? I actually think the exact, exact same thing. And what was he, what like, he doing? What was he for? doing? Right. And I thought he was, like, taking his bag. I did, too. Uh, or he had a homework in there. He's going to give him his homework. Yeah. I, there was no payoff. For that. So this was unnecessary. Okay. This next review, written on 6519. Wow. OMG, I love this movie, and this recently priced DVD is so worth it. <laughs> I hope you paid $2 for it. <laughs> Since rewatching it is an absolute must with this brain-teasing ghost story. Sure to become a cult classic and definitely a great addition Wait, to your collection. Sure to become. <laughs> it's 20 years after the fact, almost to the day. Oh, Christ. A few more, because, again, I, these are this is our gold mine here, Joe. Extraordinary emotional engagement throughout the film. The first 10 minutes of this film sees more plot than do most entire movies. In sees the first more plot. 10 minutes. Nothing even happens for 50. Right. <laughs> 50? I mean, you're generous. <laughs> yeah. Acting superb, round characters, all of the relationships feel very real. Light on quote unquote horror elements, but well worth seeing MO. I am watching The Sixth Sense for the first time in 2017. Uh, someone just fell out of the Amish or Orthodox Jewish culture, I suspect. 
there are at least hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of movies to see, much, many of which are praised. I don't know what percentage of people have never seen this one, but I think it's one not to miss. Not sure if I want to watch it again now that I know the ending, but the SD version of this movie was four ninety nine. so great! I feel like four ninety nine is high. This cheap queef couldn't pony up another dollar for the HD. Like, why are you going to watch a film that's like rabbit ears quality here? Fucking hilarious. This is one of the few movies you really need to see twice. No, it isn't. Allow at least a week for your forehead to heal after smacking it with the palm of your hand when you see the last minutes of it for the first time and realize you thought everything you thought about was going wrong. Sorry, everything you understood about what was going on in this movie was wrong. I've seen thousands of films, boys, in my life, thousands, and I have never smacked my head uh, with my head, my forehand on my head, ever, except the one time I did watch a girl blow a horse and the fucking fire hose load of semen in her face was And you were like, why didn't I think I'm of like, doing God that? God damn it, what is poor girl taking for this movie? Who smacks her head? Kevin was like, people can get paid for this? This was a brilliant business move. Oh, my God. <laughs> do I want to do this one? Is a long one, but it's fucking good. All right. You know, I'm going to skip it just for the sake of... Editing. Now, Joe is our favorite section, is the, as we call it, the open mic section, the people one star reviews. I like this. Quit watching after 30 minutes. Still can't figure out what the plot was supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. Are Joe they... Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, isn't that what happens when you turn the film off after 30 minutes so you can't figure it out? This guy. I've only seen one movie in my entire life that's more insulting to my intelligence than, th- than this piece of garbage, and that is. The game. I love the game. The game was Douglas. great. I love that film. Michael Douglas. I told my wife, oh, like, you'll love oh, this movie. Yeah. She watched. She goes, eh. I was like, fuck. Eh. I, I saw the theater in college. I love that film. If you like the game, that if you like the way that those pl- uh, ridiculous plot holes in this movie tricked you, then you'll love the game too. The worst thing about movies is that. Like any other great acting or superb visuals are ruined for me in this sense. The Sixth Sense definitely has both of these qualities, but in my opinion, they are completely ruined by the impossible plot. It's a shame that you don't know how truly bad this movie is until it is over. I know that doesn't seem possible, but that's how this movie works. I'll never figure some things out. Do yourself a favor. And don't try to figure this movie out either. Just stare like a good little zombie at your TV and be amazed by the ending. For heaven's sakes, don't think back to anything that has transpired earlier. That's what this quote-unquote genius director wants us all to do. Sorry, I'm not that stupid. Man, I've never I, online critiqued one movie in my life. I was just about to say, I <laughs> wish I had the time in my life. I wish something affected me that crit- much. I think I've one Yelp review. It was because a handyman fixed my door at a reasonable rate. <laughs> I, and I, he was such a good guy. I'm like, hire this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, yeah, a rousing endorsement, Joe. <laughs> I had to. It was so nice. <laughs> great. So be nice to Joe Fernandez, and he might say something about you online. Be nice. Give me a good deal. And I'll be on your Yelp next day. A bore. A complete stultifying bore. Never heard the word stultifying. Have you? Stultifying? Stultifying. Okay. Of course I figured out the ending because I have to do something to occupy my mind. I don't see how anyone with a fourth grade education could figure out the ending. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. This little, this rather drab little movie and its rather drab, obvious little surprise ending. This guy's infatuated with little. Was offering much else for me to do. Last one. This movie is the most commercially motivated Ridiculous sellout of a film. One word. Huh? Having Ghost appear to say, "Tell Dad to put my, tell Dad that Mom put Drano on my soup," and the like was just dumb. 
Had it been all evil intentions, this movie would have been much more effective in a positive horror movie way. I can't wait to the sequel where they run out on even shorter ideas and have Ghost appear saying, tell Aunt Edna that the car, the car keys she lost in 1984 are behind the clothes dryer. How could you use your car keys behind a dryer? The awful grandma visits me and she's proud of me and tells me she's proud of you every day. Was so motivated to mass appeal that I was sick. I also always have to have that irritating, quote-unquote, Heartwarming touch, don't they? This guy weighs 300 pounds and he has a neck beard. Probably. Okay. Right. Joe Fernandez, I give you the stage to gut the sacred cow of the sixth sense. Your Honor, Your Honor. I mean, I feel like all those reviews just said. I mean, it's. it's Joe's a, walking it's out a dumb, already. <laughs> plotless movie. And the reason why people were surprised is because they didn't know what was going on. You're watching for so long, you're like, nothing's happening. Wow, something happened. <laughs> and it was such a surprise that he was dead and that something happened. I don't mind, like, the ghostly things of him. The, they set up certain criteria for their world, and they didn't live up to it is what bothers mm-hmm. me the most. It's like you set up how these ghosts are supposed to be, and then he's not even that way. Right. The main ghost. Right. They, they, they have the wound that they got killed with, except him. They, they're in the same clothes they died in, except him. Uh, he he likes to change his clothes daily. Apparently, apparently he's time he's time shifting, but has plenty of time to pick out a new wardrobe. Apparently, he only yeah, he wore the same the, outfit. No, he had the same yeah. outfit. They were very quick to point that out. And they also did when I, they showed that this is another fun fact I didn't put in there. But they keep his wedding ring hand out of shot. They taught because Bruce Willis is left handed. You, know, you probably have seen that. He had to learn how to t- to write right handed to keep the left hand out of the shot to keep the wedding ring on the hand. So that's something they were kind of sticking with. But yeah, everything was the same. With the wardrobe, the right yeah, he did. He, he, no, his wardrobe changed. No, he, everything. No, oh, everything. Go he, watch it again. He, he has different clothes on. Yeah. I'm telling you. Hold on. <laughs> everything he wore, he wore that day that he died. Yeah. So he was in. He was dressed up in a suit at one point, and he. You see, he wears different different parts of the different suit. Different coats. He has he have an overcoat. The overcoat. Yeah. He has. He did have an overcoat on at some point in in the beginning, I believe, um, and then I think. The only my only question is and actually you might be right. He's wearing at no, some point a, a, at some few, point he does wear a sweatsuit. Yeah, I think when he's in the hospital with the kid, he's in a sweatsuit, and I don't remember him wearing a sweatsuit in the beginning. I don't remember being in the hospital with the kid <laughs> when when he's yeah that's when, when M Night Shyamalan's in the yeah. oh the doctor the yeah. doctor that's yeah. that's right okay okay um yeah so uh, uh, it's cold when we're around ghosts except Bruce Willis. Because well, if they, they made that happen, then it would blow the fucking nut. He said they. He said it gets cold when they're angry. <sighs> I can't. <laughs> kind of like the Hulk. <laughs> you won't like me when I'm angry. <sighs> we see but, the breath. but the other ones weren't angry. You're, you're right. The ones hanging from the nooses, they were all expired. Well, sure. <laughs> there was a, that's so funny. There was another scene where, they, where the kid said he said the school had dead dead people were killed there too. Um, they cut out. A scene of that too, because they said it would be too graphic with all the people swinging from the room. More yeah. people like gutted and whatnot. But yeah, this was. Oh, sorry, this is no, your no, this no, your stage. no. That's no. I'm saying there's all these things that just don't make sense that lead to a shitty movie. It's like, it's it's the reason why his other movies probably everyone hated them because it was like he didn't have surprise endings. And they realized, wow, he can't tell a fucking story. No, it wasn't because of all that. But he's a pretty brilliant. I mean, it just goes to show nobody like you can really nobody's really paying attention when they're watching a movie. Because none of us really saw this shit on the first viewing. You're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, this is, you don't know why it sucks, but you just keep going along. Then you can be surprised. They did a great job of making you think this was a good movie. Well, in the, so in, 
the first watching, which we'll all obviously never get back, I remember feeling very tense throughout the whole movie. He did a good job building tension throughout the whole movie. Like you were never because you were constantly expecting something to happen. And only a few times were there something where there scenes where you're like, yeah, I like, see that. He built tension. I agree with you. I disagree where I didn't jump. You know, when you see, when you see like the people walking across the back, it's not it's a, an instant jump cut. It's a sauntering more like like oh i'm gonna go get a cup of coffee and just kind of I can't. it's it's a very slow walk so i didn't jump there were not any ah moments in there at all i thought Ed. there was the one when the when the ghost girl grabs his leg that was kind of a okay under that, the bed. Was, that was right. kind of a moment and then when the uh i guess it wasn't as much as a, as like a jump scare as like like the tension like kind of reached a fever pitch when the girl the little girl that same girl was under the under his tent, right, and like he was slowly taking it off, and you like you just knew something horrible. Misha Barton, by the way. Oh, that's right. Oh shit, that's right. She um, grew up to be a hottie. I'll tell you that. But M Night is good with that. He's good with he's good with building tension because I remember. And and you know what's funny that you said about like the, just the subtle walk by, like the moment that normally in most horror movies would have been a oh my god, right, was more like just casual, and it almost makes it more eerie, sure, because they're so nonchalant about it. It's the same thing in Signs when you finally see the alien in the news report and he just kind of walks by yep. and there's nothing like sudden about it. Like it just happens and it's so like he just, and it's, and it, that, that moment and that movie was, was okay. Um, but that moment moment for me was super eerie cause it was so natural. And so like, whatever, like I'm just walking along. And a lot of that, a lot of the scares in sixth sense were similar to that, where it was, you'd think it was going to be more of a gotcha. And it was more of a, yeah, this is happening. And you're like, Oh, I, and he's I, good at building I, the movie. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. He's good at using filmmaking techniques, but it seems like he knew the ending and oh, he wrote I was trying to get there, so. trying to get there, <laughs> and just realizing I'm hitting a wall because I'm setting up all these scenarios. I just have to just disregard them and keep plowing through. And the payoff and then, wasn't, and the payoff wasn't worth it. The entire film is the payoff. Who's the de- all right? I, I should have made notes, but who's the de- who's the dead lady in the kitchen that we never found out much just more about? Ghost. Just, just some ghost. Probably yeah. the, she, well, she lived there before. Well, she said she was torturing. He was dead. he had the scratches on his arm because he was tortured by the, the other ghosts and shit like that. Yeah. That was I think that was that lady. The yeah. Only, yeah, the only one I remember beating. leaving the theater. I remember driving with my girlfriend. She loved it. I'm like, eh. I was like, yeah. How did he get into the house? And she goes, What are you talking about? He let him in. I go, No, he didn't. But back then, it was like. I either have to go pay to see it again or wait for Blockbuster. <laughs> and then by that time, you don't give a shit. Right. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I wasn't. Di- I just. I have never really dissected many movies I've hated. I, I probably go <laughs> find all the problems. This yeah. is the first film I've had to do that I had to pay for. I did rent it on Amazon Video for three bucks. I read that too. Yeah. It's the only one that bothers me. Like, my wife, I told her, I'm like, yeah, I'm going on my friend's podcast. I told her what it was about. She goes, yeah, but you kind of like find good in like a lot of things. How are you going to do this? I'm like, but the six cents. Yeah. <laughs> and he I said it to, to me. And it's, I, I had to coach you. I was going to cancel. Yeah, I'm like, I don't was. know. I, I don't like, I like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty optimistic guy. I'm a guy. pretty optimistic guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, this is the second film. Film in two films that we did a film based in Philadelphia, and one thing about uh, yeah, see, yeah. and the other thing too, I noticed. And thank, thankfully, no one had that goddamn nails on a chalkboard Philly accent in this film because I would turn it off and go fuck you. Not gonna, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not going to sit through ham, fan, wooder, joint, all that bullshit. Nobody's going to put up with that, and nobody in the rest of the country yeah, they don't would really understand. use that accent in a lot of Philly movies, do they? No, I have to. You know the one even I, like Rocky. He's kind of like New Yorker. <laughs> 
I would right? say the one, yes, right. I, and I have to rewatch it. I, it could be or it couldn't be. Is Invincible with Marky Mark as the Eagles? They there. have it a little bit. I, oh, I haven't okay. seen it in so long. A little yeah, bit. You have to. Yeah, in the bar scenes. Yeah, but it's funny yeah. how we pick accents that that we are like endearing, like the Boston accent. Hate it, but it's in, but people think it's endearing. Who says that is an endearing accent? Most movie watchers who I can't. Whenever you see a movie based in Boston, they have that accent. Well, they have it, and it's very pronounced because that's. I mean, I see what you're saying. I think that the rest of the country couldn't say that's a Philadelphia accent. But that, Boston, they know. New York, they know. Texas, the slash the South, they know. But they don't know a Philly accent, I think. I really don't think. No, I don't think they do. You're no. right. Because they don't do. Because nobody ever oh, hears yeah, somebody because, from Philly I gotcha, go, I gotcha. talk and go. I got, I'm with you now. I'm oh, sorry. that's nice. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, if Rocky Balboa had the Philly yeah. accent, it would be very popular. Right. Yeah. But yeah. they could even do that. They're like, right. we can't ruin this movie. Yeah. He's from Brooklyn. <laughs> he, he can sure as hell try with that accent. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Paulie didn't have it. This is what people from Philly sound like. What? <laughs> Well, no, it's not. <laughs> this is my ring outside in the street. You know? <laughs> but I didn't know Slate Stallone died. Someone, I, I made a comment about Rocky Five when I promoted the, the last episode. And someone said, yeah, I said, R.I.P. Sage Stallone's acting career. He's like, by the way, he died like a few years ago of a heart attack at like 37. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, whoops. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. What a dick. Joe Fernandez, anything else to add about the sixth sense? I'm trying to think. It's just it's just those dumb plot holes and no, well, no plot. Illogical. Um, it's just it's dumb. The movie's just dumb. It, it honestly is. I and I get it. I I was surprised. I, I, yeah. Oh, he's dead. But I was already annoyed at that point that nothing <laughs> was happening. Like you know what I mean? Like it was like thank God ga- he's dead. I'm glad he's dead. Thank God he's dead. <laughs> Something fucking happened. And I really think subconsciously that's why a lot of the audience was so. <gasps> Because they didn't know what was going on either. Well, it's, like, it's, you don't know what's going on. It's funny that kind of your thesis in this is that nothing happened. Because there's two points in the movie where each – last night watching them, I was like, oh, thank God. Because you forget about all the little details. But when he looks at – he and it's, and it's the same moment. He looks at Bruce Willis and he goes, I'm ready to tell you my secret. And right. then he looks at his mom and goes, I'm ready to communicate with you. And both of those times, I was like, ah, oh, thank God, because something's yeah. going to happen. Like, we're going to get we're going to move this fucking boat forward. And he goes, before I tell you, I want to go to Wawa and get a hoagie <laughs> and get some w- flavored water. Oh. You said the one about the, with the girl with the girl with the, that got poison. That was like a huge, ridiculous. This girl's got some massive VHS camera. You can only imagine it's probably this big. Yeah. Yeah, this is ninety nine, guys. We're not. We're not. Sets up slim a puppet yeah, Where show. was that thing set that it was puppet. hidden? Well, yeah, in why a bookshelf maybe? Because yeah, there's dollhouses yeah, there. Yeah, but the mother's making poison and like her she bowls didn't see are the, right the, there. The lens like, of all the right, if you're gonna poison your daughter, aren't you gonna do it away from her stage? Just throw out the yeah. window. She's like, this is where my daughter makes her TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> why not do it in the kitchen where she's not in the room, dickhead? Right. And <laughs> like, so so you got to assume that this is the first time this girl's filmed their puppet. Show and her mother has no idea this is where she places the camera. This is a secret puppet show. She's secret by series. The, she's by had. the way, speaking of the puppet show, tell me you guys did not think when she's doing the puppet show, she's like, Well, do you want to dance? Oh, I'll dance with you. I thought that that was like a, a metaphor for some guy raped her at the dance when she's doing the puppet shit together. She's like, <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Well, yeah. No, I did not think that. I didn't happened. think that, but. I thank you for telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, this poor girl got molested. Keep or your some children shit. away from Kevin Gates. Now, did she watch her show? Dead or alive to realize this? 
the girl. Because if she watched it alive, she knew her mother was poisoning her and didn't say nothing. That's or my she, fucking point. Yeah, of course she, said, she did. She had the camera set there. No, I think she was... No, but did no. she... No, she was filming it on purpose. Yes. She was filming it on purpose to, yes. to catch her mother yes. poisoning her. So Why do you think she put it in a fucking, like... A, a, cigar a tr- box. Cigar box, exactly. And like, when I die... You could, you, know, you could have saved a lot of anguish and, a, and your life. You could have saved yeah. your life. And said, hey, Daddy, Mommy's poisoning Mom's putting me. turpentine in my Can you soup. ask the, the doctor to see what Mommy's making me drink because I think it's killing me? The best of the line was the mom goes, listen. Like, don't, don't they do don't, autopsies? The, the mom said, don't say it tastes funny. It's just because of the medicine you're on right now. I'm like, oh, this is – how dumb is this fucking kid? Seriously. Yeah, Munchausen syndrome people are much smarter than that. Yeah. They're not just throwing friggin' pine salt in their kids' soup. Oh. I've heard. Um, one of the th- one of the other things I noticed watching this movie was if you ever watch if you ever saw uh, the happening, which people I like the fappening better. Hey, oh, sorry, uh, Kate Upton. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the big complaints about the the happening was the dialogue and uh, and and how Mark Wahlberg like spoke in it. Like it was this very stilted way that everybody spoke, and it was almost not cartoony, but it had nobody talked the way wait people a minute, spoke. Time in out. The which one was that? Was that was he in the signs? trees with the trees? It was wait was, was Mark Wahlberg in the in signs, signs? Well, yeah. Okay. Which one was he the teacher in? Was that signs? The happening. Then I never saw that one. The happening was. Bad. I heard it's terrible. It was, it was bad. I stopped. I think I gave up. Right when the lady in the water, lady in the lake, whatever the fuck that was, where Paul Giamatti also had the, bad. I, yeah, I heard it was so. I, I, I gave, just up gave up the one where they had the with that the fucking people living in the fucking field, the village. The village. Uh, I was. Like, I saw them. I saw I'm, them I'm, all. I'm, I'm did like, you really? I'm, yeah. I just did. Can't. You go see what was the, what was the one he did with Will Smith? Yeah, I saw that. Why? I don't know. I just Jesus. I don't know. Kevin uh, Israel has no regard of time <laughs> and allotment of time. Um, but but the one thing I got to do have to say about the happening, there is a couple of scenes in there that are really fucked up. That when you watch, you're like, holy shit. Because the whole concept of the movie is that there's something, and it's going to sound ridiculous when I explain it. The trees are releasing some kind of toxin that make people lose their minds and kill themselves. Like they, uh, uh, when a person breathes this in or when they're touched, but whatever happens they immediately have to kill themselves. So whether they throw themselves off a building. And so there's a couple scenes of people killing themselves that are horrifying oh. in a horrifying way. Like a guy crashes his car into the, into like a tree or a post or something. And he doesn't kill, he doesn't die. So he stumbles out and he's like looking around and he picks up a piece of glass from the car and just starts sawing at his wrists. <laughs> I haven't been this motivated in years. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> but my, so my point about the happening was that the, the dialogue in that movie was really criticized because it was, it was just weird. I don't even know how to describe it properly. It's almost like it's supposed to be kind of campy the way he wrote it. And watching The Sixth Sense again and having that in the back of my mind. I think that's kind of also just how M. Night Shyamalan writes dialogue. Because if you go back and watch this, the way they talk to each other, people don't really talk that way. And I don't have a really good example of it, but it it almost it almost had a soap operatic feeling to it. I 100% agree with you because I'm thinking of the where he's going – when he's sitting down with his wife at, at dinner or whatever and it's just a happy anniversary where she just leaves. He's just talking these weird like weirdly measured clipped and yeah. tone like uh, speeches that – I, I was sitting there like I, I, I thought of it. I go, ah, I, I must be nitpicking the fuck out of it. But now that you say that, uh, I, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I back then when that movie came out, I, I was thinking about watching it again, but I remember thinking there was that movie Stir of Echoes came out around the same yeah, time. Yeah, it was yeah. such a better film. Yeah. Much. I, I just. No play. And it was kind of similar, like, 
you know, who was in Stir? Was Kevin Bacon? That was Kevin Bacon. Bacon right? I just yeah. put that on the DVR two nights ago. I go, I haven't seen this in forever. This is what that movie should have been. Like a good is that story. That where he listens to the radio and hears that's his... frequency, which yeah. is also good, by the way. Yeah, I like that. What Stir of Echoes? Movie. Which one, I like which that. one was Stir of Echoes? What was that? Was... Dennis Quaid was that? No, no, that was Kevin Bacon. No, no, sorry. sorry. Uh, I thought it was a frequency. I'm sorry. A frequency was Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. What, Stir, what was Stir of Echoes about? Because I know I, I saw it. I forgot. So I wanted to rewatch it. He, he, he. I think it was another thing where he's like dead or whatever. He's like digging in his basement. Like this voice keeps telling him oh, to like. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think this the whole surprise ago. is yeah, like yeah. he's dead too. But I was like, now that's a good surprise. I'm dead movie. Like that's because <laughs> if that didn't happen, the movie was still yeah. great. Like you could have taken away the ending and been like, this was an interesting movie. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon's awesome and everything. Yes, <laughs> I mean. Including Friday the 13th, where he takes a machete through his chest in the bed. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or an animal house, where he's getting spanked by a pledge battle. Tremors. Tremors. They made like eight TV versions, sequels yeah. for that. Um, There's another one coming out, just in case anybody. It's going to be a TV show. They made a TV show. show. Tremors? Yeah. yeah. They just can't make anything. The dad really from enough. Family Ties was in Tremors as well. Yes, he was. Yeah, Michael yes, Gross. He was. In a completely different type of role. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> Kevin Israel, did Joe Fernandez gut the sacred cow? Did he change our minds? You know what? I'm. I wish I could give you a little more credit for part of this, but again, this was one of those rewatchings, and and I was and I I, I guess it's it's Joe's fault, but I, <laughs> I rewatched it with more of a critical eye, knowing that Joe was going to come in, and I respect Joe and his opinion, and give an argument. So I watched it, and it it definitely didn't hold up the way I remembered it. Okay, I saw that again. Saw it in the theater. Did not like it then. Do not like it now. You did not change my mind because there wasn't anything to change. So you just. As soon as I said, oh, reinforced, reinforced the obvious. True. Exactly. <laughs> you got me though, Joe. and that happens. You got me. Uh, no one has come in and changed our minds yet, but that's a uh, few few, few uh, knowledge points have been given out. But yeah, this was one. I said as, as soon as you said this, said this is going to be a, a cakewalk. I thought I didn't know where you stood on this one. That's why we didn't talk. I mean, I always I, looking back on it, I was always like, oh, yeah, it was a great twist. But you're right, there was no besides the twist. Which wasn't even that but great of a twist. It stands to reason how much, like, because I don't like, I like everything. <laughs> and, like, to the point where, like, I'm like, what are your favorite it? three films? Let me see. I'm trying to get a barometer of you and your taste. Pulp so, Fiction. Okay. Is my number, I love it. It's my favorite My film number of all two. Time. So, okay. Goodfellas. All right. And I always have a hard time after that because there's so many that can, yeah. like, swap in there. But, um, oh. Nightmare on Elm Street 6. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Three more years is the best. It is. The third one is the best. Three more years. That's pretty good. Badass. I'm trying to think of a third. There's just Star Wars. Now, okay, it's for entertainment value. I find it to be one of the funniest movies of all time. I just always loved it as a kid. With Schindler's Star- List. No, Scarface. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That Scarface. film sucked. Did we did on the no, show? But it's it's like yes. If you watch it with a critical yeah, filmmaking right. eye, it does suck. But it is amazing. I don't know. There's just something. But about you said it. it was funny to you. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> The funny lines in that? Yeah, but so it's just like But it was never meant to unintentionally be unintentionally funny. funny. No, so you're watching it. It had to be intentional. You're, no, you're watching yeah, it with a whole different eye. No, but when he's driving and he's like, uh, you tell him what I think I told you to say? He's like, Yeah, I told him I was in sanitation. He's like, You say you was in sanitation. I said to say you was in a sanitarium. <laughs> <laughs> Not sanitation, you piece of shit. I just find it. But I, I honestly don't think that was meant to be as funny as you find it. But it's such See, a I ridiculous thought Brian De Palma line. was trying to be campy with it. Oliver Stone, who wrote the film, says he hates it now. <laughs> hates it. Of course, yeah. But and it spawned the career of a lot of shitty rappers too. Yeah. So, like I said, I just threw it out there as a third. There's so many that could be third. It's just one of those movies when it's on. I'm like, I have to watch it. <laughs> it's really? so funny. All right. Rocky's pretty funny too. 
What is? People, Rocky. People don't give it to the comedic. Hey, take her to the zoo. Retards love the zoo. <laughs> she's not retarded. She's slow. I love laugh my balls off. Kevin's going to work that quote into every episode of this <laughs> so podcast I forget now. which Rocky was. He goes, he's like, Rocky, your eyes said. He's like, you kidding? I see like a beagle, yo. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking best line in Rocky ever. I see like a beagle, yo. Joe Fernandez, where can we find you? Besides uh, on your couch watching fucking uh, Scarface. Scarface, <laughs> yeah. Um, just go to YouTube.com slash Joe Fernandez. Fernandez with an S. I'm trying to just push that more than anything. Um, I, I subscribed. Thank you. Thank you. Kevin Israel. KevinIsrael.com and my album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes and everywhere else. KevinGoatee.com, dates, shenanigans, blah, blah, blah. Gutting the Sacred Cow. Yes, again, still we need all those user reviews written in five stars if you'd be so kind. And we're doing good with them, but we could do better. We can, we're not done. I mean, no. people, what is it, Legion of Skanks is 3,300? Jesus Christ. We're about... 1,000 of that? 100th of that. 100th. Whoops. (laughs) Uh, Keep them plugging, guys. Yes, uh, KevinGoatee.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Joe Fernandez, thank you so much for coming in and talking about The Sixth Sense. We we, uh, absolutely agree with you that this film is inherently overrated and not good. And uh, the beginning of M. Night Shyamalan's horrible career, except for Unbreakable, which I really love. I have to rewatch that. I didn't like it. You didn't? Split was good. I hated Split. Yeah, and I rewatched the new one, too, which is shit. What was that one? No, that was terrible. Okay, Glass that was, was bad, terrible. too. Yeah. Glass was awful, and I'd want to go beat his face in for that. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But I did not yeah, like Split. Joe. <laughs> now, never gotten violent in this room. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, thank you so much. Joe Thanks Fernandez, for thanks again. Guys. Yeah, guys, take care. Have a good one. Later.